Welcome to the Badass CEO Podcast. This is Mimi McLean. I'm a mom of five, entrepreneur, Columbia Business School grad, CPA, and angel investor. And I'm here to share with you my passion for entrepreneurship. Throughout my career, I have met many incredible people who have started businesses, disrupted industries, persevered, and turned opportunity into success. Each episode, we will discuss what it takes to become and continue to be a badass CEO, directly from the entrepreneurs who have made it happen. If you're new in your career, dreaming about starting your own business, or already an entrepreneur, the Badass CEO Podcast is for you. I want to give you the drive and tools needed to succeed in following your dreams. Welcome back to The Badass CEO. This is Mimi, and today we have on Rosie Johnston, and she is the CEO of By Rosie Jane, one of the first clean fragrance brands that started in 2010 in Los Angeles. She can be found in Sephora and many other retailers around the country. If you're looking to bootstrap your business or start a business on the side and carefully grow it to a million-dollar business, this is the episode for you. To get your top 10 tips every entrepreneur should know, go to thebadassceo.com slash tips. Rosie, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. It's been a long time since I actually was selling your perfume in my store. It's like 10, 12 years ago or something yeah, like that. It's crazy. I know. So that's why I loved your perfume. I still do. And I just wanted to get you on to hear your story and talk about your journey. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And yeah, when I saw your email come through and you were like, hey, do you remember me? I'm like, of course I do. It's like you were one of our our first stores, I think. Oh, really? I didn't realize you were that new. So we launched by Rosie Jane in like... I'm going to say 2010 officially, but it wasn't like the professional kind of like thing, I guess, that we are today until probably 2015. Right. So you started about 10 years ago. What do you mean by you just kind of got going in 2015? Well, you know, I think we're really a bootstrap kind of brand and company. We have no investors. It really is me from the beginning. So we've kind of like baby stepped our way to where we are now. Like when we had, you know, additional money, that's when we would sort of be like, hey, let's do a strange marketing campaign or let's update our packaging. Or now we have a little bit, you know, everything's going well. You know, so it was, I officially launched in 2010, like with Layla Lou fragrance, but I had no money. I rang actually a friend of mine, like the friends and family. And we had just come out of the crash of what, 2008, And I had done like a little cheek and lip gloss that I had sold, you know, which had done pretty well. But then in the crash of 2008, we lost like pretty much all of our independent stores. We were never, we were just in baby stores. So in 2010, I had been wearing a fragrance that I had mixed for myself as a makeup artist. And a colleague of mine was like, you know, this is a great product. People ask you to make it all the time. You should sell it. And I was like, all right. So I rang a girlfriend or actually a friend of my husband's and I was like, will you lend me 2,500 bucks so that I can buy some packaging and stuff to sell this fragrance? Like I mix it in my house now 
and I hand type labels, but I feel like maybe we need to do like a proper box and labels. And he was like, and by the way, I said $2,500 and I was like, and I'll give you 20%. And he said, no. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just do it anyway. And so we didn't do the box. That's when I was like, you know what? It's probably more eco-friendly not to do a box. So we did a swing tag. I had little stickers printed at Kinko's and that was the beginning. So you were a makeup artist before? Yes. I really stopped doing makeup at the end of 2018, uh, sort of beginning of 2019. I sort of officially retired. So you were Um, doing this all the same time? All at the same time. I was really scared to let go of makeup because, you know, I mean, I had a a great career. I had an agent. I was like what you would define as like a celebrity makeup artist. Makeup artist, artist, yeah. And it was a great income supplement. So the the fragrance and everything had always sort of been almost like a side hustle, really. Mm-hmm. And then it became more legitimate. And, and as Layla Lou kind of gained traction, and we were really one of the first clean fragrances. So that term didn't exist when we launched. But when I made Layla Lou, because I'd had my daughter in 2007, it really was this true kind of organic experience for me. And then, but yeah, so I was doing makeup the whole time and I was scared to give it away because I was like, what if everything falls in a heap? Yeah. So, okay, this is really interesting. I love the fact that we're talking to you because I think most people who start businesses are doing it the way you're doing it. Like, it's really hard to get financing. And a lot of the people I've talked to in the past have gotten financing, either angel investing or VC money. And so the fact that you're bootstrapping it, I'd love to get to the nitty gritty. So like, have you been paying yourself all this time? I mean, I was paying myself like $30,000 a year, you know, in the beginning. And then I really sort of started being able to give up. And and that's from what, 2010, I was paying myself a little bit, but that's why I never gave up makeup until the end of 2018, Mm -hmm. because I was like, if I don't have to pull an income and pull that out of by Rosie Jane, why, why would I do that? Right. And then what happened was, is it, it just got too big and I just got too busy to be able to do, about, to do, do both. Two. And I was kind of like, listen, I've got to go all in. Why have you chosen to bootstrap it versus trying to do like a friends and family round or an angel round, especially now that you have a product that has been proven, it works, you're in Sephora, like it's, you could probably easily get money and grow it much faster. So why have you chosen not to do that? So there's two reasons actually. And two is one, it's actually, even though we have a proven product and we're in Sephora and we have great growth and we're doing really well, it's actually really hard to find someone that is, you know, just getting money given to you is, is not hard. Right. But you know, we, wanted to work with someone when I first initially thought, okay, do we start bringing in money? I wanted someone to come on that was not just a silent big money person that just was going to be like every month, where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my return? You know, we're kind of on this journey and it just didn't feel like who I am as a person to, you know, suddenly take what it feels like it's very organic and really kind of cool story about the way that we create products and the, the timeline that we do it to suddenly just jump in and suddenly be like, okay, you know what? Now we have 50 different sets and we have a hundred different fragrances and, you know, which is what VC happens. But, and the other one is Sephora, actually. Sephora, who completely different to what I thought, said to me, you know, listen, if you can bootstrap it, 
do it for as long as possible. Stay mm-hmm. away from VC money. They were like, yeah, especially VC. I mean, more like if you did friends and family angel, it's different because you don't report to them. They, you don't owe them anything pretty much when you get smaller rounds. VC, yeah. I agree. Like even when I had a VC on person who came and spoke, she's like, she equated it to like cutting off your big toe. She's like, giving yeah. money to a VC, you just got to think of it as equivalent of cutting off your big toe. So if you're willing to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's probably a little more significant than that. It's, mm-hmm. But it's got to be like part of your plan, right? Yeah. So, and if that's what you want to do and you want to get in, make a lot of money, if that's what happens and get out really, really fast, then that's what you need to do. But for me, that was never my plan. And I mean, initially there really wasn't one. And then now it's to, you know, really kind of grow through fragrance into lifestyle and grow, you know, with a strong voice, a strong point of view brand. And I mean, in the beginning, you know, I definitely, I borrowed money from my dad. So I did a little bit of friends and family, but it was more like, Hey, we need a publicist. Could you pay for my publicist? for a Right. Month? right. <laughs> it was kind of more along those lines. So what do you think is um, the hardest lesson you've learned so far? Gosh, I mean, there are so many things that I've learned, but I think it's to really trust my own instincts, like right or wrong. You know, I feel like I knew something that there was stuff that I knew that I wanted to do. And then you get talked out of it for another reason. And then even the stuff that I feel like I would have been wrong about, I feel like it would have taken me to something that you know, could have taught me a different kind of lesson. That is probably the hardest thing is I have a little bit of the imposter syndrome. So I definitely... I think a lot I, of CEOs, a lot of women, especially successful women have that. You know, I did a survey one time on my Instagram feed and that came back as like the number one thing was their imposter, like insecurity and imposter syndrome. It is crazy. I, and I still, I mean, every day... Even I started like an Instagram, so like a personal Instagram outside of by Rosie Jane, just so that people could kind of be like, okay, because it, we're a brand founder story. And I was like, you know, let me start like an Instagram so I can kind of show a little bit about my life. And even when everything I do on that, I'm like, is this really who I am? Like, what am I doing? Am I, you know, it just feels, yeah, I always feel like I'm impersonating myself a little bit. <laughs> I like that, impersonating yourself. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. It, it is crazy because you suddenly think, is everyone just going to be like, I'm sorry, did we just wake up and who the hell is by Rosie Jane? What is this fragrance yeah. <laughs> now, have you had to pivot a lot? I mean, I know a lot of you were, you know, direct, you were selling a lot to retailers and obviously the past nine months, retailers have been decimated. You already had an online presence, but have you had to pivot more towards that and go direct to consumer? Uh, yes. I think for anyone starting a business and all uh, consumer products, you really, you know, I would say the same, cutting off your your probably half of your leg if you don't have 50% of your focus at least on direct to consumer. You know, it, for me, it's like the blockbuster thing, right, with Netflix. It's like you don't have to go all into it. We're fragrance, particularly fragrance. People were really scared of it because you have to smell it. Mm-hmm. But there's ways around it, thank goodness. And yeah, I think you have to, you have to have both. I think more than ever, omni-channel is more yep. important. What ways around it? You just mentioned you, there are ways around it. You send out samples. What, how do you do to get around it? Yes. So in the beginning, actually, when we first started setting up our .com, which I'm going to say is five years ago, four years ago, maybe. Yeah, we did 
like if you signed up for our mailing list, we would send you a free sample pack. And it, we didn't really know what we were expecting. You know, I was just sort of like, this seems kind of, you know, like the easiest way to get people to try our fragrances. What advice do you have to be able to get into like these big boxes like Sephora? I mean, you know, honestly, I think it's about authenticity. We did not take any particular steps with the goal of getting into Sephora. I think what happened was is that clean beauty became such a strong movement that they couldn't ignore it anymore. And so they opened up to clean skincare and clean makeup and then fragrance was just next in line. And there aren't that many clean fragrances. I think, you know, we really were always focused on the story of By Rosie Jane, the products of By Rosie Jane, our integrity to sustainability and cleanliness and transparent ingredients. So do you do all your own shipping or do you have a fulfillment company? Yes. So we do all of our own fulfillment and have since the beginning. And I think that's one of the keys to our survival, actually, is that our overhead and our outlay was not that big. So if really the shit hit the fan, I knew that I could just run it still out of my basement. It would be a lot more work, but I could still do it. Okay. So you are a mom and you're trying to do it all, right? Be the CEO and be a mom. Do you have any advice? Because I think a lot of women, even if they don't have children, they're managing a lot, right? You know, either parents or situations going on in their life. Any advice that you have, any tricks, like do you have a morning routine, any favorite apps, anything that kind of keeps you all together? I'm going to say a lot of alcohol, (laughs) (laughs) a lot, but you know, I mean, luckily, you know, I actually have a very supportive partner. My husband is also owns a business. He's a contractor. He builds pools and does all that, but we kind of are able to juggle a lot and we have a wonderful nanny that helps us with the kids as well. So we do it, you know, alone, but not really. We're sort of like, Mm -hmm. well, do you get up early before everybody else and like, I don't know, run run a marathon, meditate, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I, I used to, but since COVID, everything has gone out the door. Yeah, I know, with I everyone used, home. Right, I used to wake up at about 6 o'clock in the morning and I could get like maybe an hour of emails done, you know, have a cup of coffee, start school lunches, do all of that kind of crap. But now everything- Well, the kids haven't been in school since last March. I mean, it's almost been a year since anybody in LA has been in school. So they're home. You got lots yeah. of bodies. <laughs> The one thing that I try and keep consistent is working out. And it's not every day by all means. I do meditate. I'm a a big meditator. But again, it sort of has to fit into my schedule. So I try and do it two days a week. I generally end up doing normally one. But working out, I'll do at least three times a week. I'm a walker and hiker. You know, I have my headphones on. I listen to really cheesy, like, 90s music, which is, like, woman empowerment music. (laughs) That's great. That's my favorite, like, all the songs I listen to are, like, get through it, you know, you doubted me, blah, 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 blah. It's like this, yeah, 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 yeah. And then when I get to work, I'm like, all right, I've thought of 50 new ideas and this is what we're going to do. And that store that said no to us, we're going to tell them to you know, go F themselves. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're funny. No, that's true. So what would you say are your biggest challenges right now? I mean, I think growth is always a challenge. You know, you've always got to outdo yourself, but I think for us, it's also about brand exposure is becoming harder and harder. And also of course, getting product into the hands of people. For us, it's really about 
getting the story and the whole idea of By Rosie Jane out there. I think that's mm-hmm. our big challenge. We've sort of reached this milestone. Yep. It's incredible. And now I feel like we almost have to do more work that we did just to yep. get there. Now, do you have an affiliate program now? We don't. No. So we that's do. what you should do because then you can take advantage of all the influencers. Our hardest thing is the man hours, right? So we want to set up the the affiliate program, but we are a small team. I think it's just like a plug and play type of thing. I don't I don't think you, you know, there's just a company that does it that you just kind of really? Yes. I'll get you the name. And then you just the affiliates, I mean, all the influencers go to that website. There's a couple of them. They go yeah. to the website and then they just pick what they want to represent or have samples sent to them. Yeah. And it's just oh. a way of like having your own sales force. Yeah. I mean, and that's where everyone's looking, but it's competition right now. It's just, mm-hmm. But, you know, I also think it's hard because I was talking with Jennifer, who is like our marketing director, who helps me with all of the social media stuff. And I was like whining about being part of the white noise. Like we just contributing. I watched that documentary, The Social Dilemma. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrendous. Like we just part of this, you know, no. picture. No, because you put on like, your, your Rosie Jane perfume and it's just, puts a smile on everyone's face because it's so that's bright and, and that's and- where it comes back to authenticity. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not yep. just pushing out something that that isn't real. You know, we are really committed to clean ingredients and, and pushing transparency. I mean, that's why I got involved with Beauty Counter and invested with them early on because that's something that's near and dear to my heart, just food and then also like products. Like every, a lot of things I invest in are clean. And it's because I don't want to call anybody out, but there are a lot of big name brands that will make lipstick in Paris and reformulate it for the United States, which is healthier in Paris because they have much more strict guidelines. So, you know, they already make it cleaner. Yeah. And then they reformulate it for here just so they can make it cheaper. Yeah. And cheaper by like, this is what's so crazy is when you look at it, cheaper by like parts Pennies. Of yeah. Pennies. But, but for them, it's like, you know, how many they lipsticks they sell, but still it's like, Really? Like, just do what's right. You know what I mean? Like, And even if you don't want to do what's right, at least put everything that's on and in your product on the packaging so that people can choose. It's a big thing here. It re- it's so frustrating to me. Even within the clean space, you know, I know that there are people out there within this space that are, you know, greenwashing and cleanwashing everything. Because there's, no pro- there's no standards right now, so they can get away no, with anything. There's nothing, no one either. knows what organic means in this arena. No, no. and clean as well. That's oh, yeah. a whole word and, and a paraben phthalate free. I'm like, you know, we, of course, are those, but people just grab it. Just, you mm-hmm. know, I developed fragrances for other body products. So uh, not a lot, but a couple of other brands that I'll create a fragrance to go in their product. And I specifically did this one. They didn't want it clean. I was like, great, perfect. And then they started advertising it as clean and natural fragrance. And I was like, it's not. You've got to stop saying that. Yeah. It has a natural ingredient in it, but just one. You know, it's like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's not. So, you know, I was just talking to another CEO right before I got on, on, on this with you. And we were talking about how when we hear these people's stories, Everyone sounds so easy, right? When I'm talking like today, you you made it sound very easy. Like it's easy to start, you know? And so I was like, you know, I'm going to ask from now on this question. And it's like, my question for you is what have you had to give up? Right. I don't think people realize when they go into a venture, 
how much they have to give up and how hard it really is. So I would love to hear your answer to that, like what you've had to really give up and, and to kind of express how hard it really is to people. I mean, I think probably the thing that I've had to give up and that you continue to give up is my own personal downtime. When you're an entrepreneur, that it just doesn't exist. You know, when whether you're on vacation, whether you're at home, whether you're sick, getting married, you know, giving birth, you are still, everything stops with you. So you, I think you give away a little bit of your peace of mind when you become an entrepreneur. And I agree. I hear so many like founder stories and I'm like, God, did they just go from like a hundred grand to like 5 million in a year? How the hell did that happen? And Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. They take out all of the the gray area. Which so is, it makes it sound easy and fun. Like, oh, I want to do that. That sounds like yeah. fun. She's so much fun. I want to like just do what she did. One person, like wrote about the product and then, you know, <laughs> my God. And then now I'm just cashing the checks. It's all golden. <laughs> you know, like, and no one knows what really they've had to give up along the yeah. way. So for me, that's been the biggest thing. I There's no real escape. Like even when I gave birth, as soon as I got home with the babies, I had my laptop next to me, you know, two days old, a day, 24 hours old, you know, you're just like. Bloop, bloop, bloop. So I think I you give up that. Yeah, that is probably the biggest. But then what's crazy is you sort of you do gain a lot as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. you, and owning your own business. You, you don't you, have a boss. You don't have a boss. You have freedom. You can be late every day to work. Any words that you want to end on? Any last minute advice or tips, pointers? I mean, I, listen, I would advise anyone to be an entrepreneur. I think it's, it's wonderful. It's, a, it's great to have children and work for yourself. And it sounds terrible and I don't mean it in a bad way, but don't think too big and too far ahead. Like just try and get to the end of that right. week. Like I'd really like to sell 20 products this week or, or whatever your goal yeah, is. Yeah, right, right. Get into five more stores or whatever. Okay, so if anyone yeah. wants to find you, they go to buyrosiejane.com or they can go to right. Sephora. Yes, that's it. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Thank you. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on The Badass CEO. To get your copy of the top 10 tips every entrepreneur should know, go to thebadassceo.com forward slash tips. Also, please leave a review as it helps others find us. If you have any ideas or suggestions, I would love to hear them. So email me at mimi at thebadassceo.com. See you next week and thank you for listening.